going over here, Gavaldi. Gavfreilichin, Hilgai Shana Rabba. Today's daf is daf non dalid, page 54. And you pick up on the bottom of Nun Gimel Amud Beis. Okay. Now, we're going through a sugya of marrying a woman with money that belongs to Hector. So here we go. Amarav. Rav says, top of today's daf. Chazanu al Zodam Shah went through all angles of Rameir's psak. When it comes to Hilchas Meila, Veloi Matsino, Hektish Beshegig in Mishal, we didn't find anywhere where a mayor Paskins that if you use Hektish by mistake, it does not become Chulun. Bemezid Mishal, yet, and when you do it on purpose, it does become Chulun. We don't find that anywhere. However, Mishnah Seinu, in our Mishnah, where you do find such a thing, Uve Mishnah Seinu, and in our Mishnah, where our Mishnah, a mayor says straight out, that if um, a man marries a woman with a hektish, it's not going to be valid. That is, that's dealing with the clothing of a kayhan, which is not yet worn out, so it's still fit to do the avayda with. Now, if you use them, it doesn't lose its status of hektish. Since it's intent, since the whole definition of kayhan clothing is for the kohen to benefit from them. So usually, when something belongs to hektish, you're not supposed to benefit. Okay? Let's see. wasn't given to people who don't wear clothing. Hence, over here, that's what we're dealing with—a type of hekdish that you're still men- you're still meant to benefit from. And if you marry a woman with such a thing, then the marriage is not going to be valid because using them for your personal benefit doesn't cause it to lose its kedusha. But if you marry her with something else of hekdish that you're not allowed to benefit from, that maybe would be valid. You've transgressed. But now it was Mayal, it's Hulan, so it could be valid. Toshma, come and listen. Ksanais Kuna Shabal, if you have Kohanim's Ksanais, the clothing that's worn out, Mayal and Bahem, it's Mayal, if you use it, Divir of Mayor, Mayalava Filulai Balu, it seems to imply whether it was worn out or not. Lai Balu Dafka, only if it's worn out is it, is it going to be Ivram Ila. Bottom line, what are we walking away with? If, you, if a Kohen takes his clothing, his uniform that's set aside for the Avaidah marries a woman with it, it's not a valid marriage. Why? Because it retains its holiness. Because the purpose of the clothing is to give you benefit. So if you use it for benefit, it doesn't cause you to lose holiness. However, if he were to marry her with something where he transgresses me'ilah by benefiting, it would be a valid marriage. Okay, Toshma, come and listen. Says the Gemara... You could, the, the halachas of me'ilas apply with things that are chadatim, with things that are new. However, it's, it's not, not going to be me'ila by atikin. It won't be me'ila by older clothing. Okay. Uh, uh, by, uh, now, I'm sorry, not clothing. Over here we're dealing with shkalim that were offered to the Beis HaMikdash. Now, Rabbi, Meir, uh, Rabbi Huda says, if you use new shkalim, there's me'ila. If you use old shkolem, it's not me'ila. Now let's explain what's going on. What's the difference between new money and old money? See, here's what would happen. Every yid was obligated to donate a half a shekel yeah. to the Beis HaMikdash. So there was a large treasury. It was a large treasury. The treasury would use the funds to purchase karbanas, to purchase sacrifices. Now what would happen if at the end of a year, every year we donated... What happened if at the end of the year there was a surplus? 
there was extra money left in the treasury. That money wasn't needed anymore because there was always going to be more money coming in. So what they do? So unlike a lot of public universities, yeah, that uh, you create an endowment and you just hold on or you, you spread the funds to your uh, whatever. Your, so what the base of would do is they would take the extra money that was donated and use it for general communal purposes. Whatever Klal Yisrael needed, but even if it was outside the Beis HaMikdash, yeah. it was used for. So now notice, when the money's new, meaning when the money is still set aside for sacrificial purposes, if I use that money, I've transgressed. Because I can't use holy money. New money. Right, it's new money. The old money though, which has now been no longer designated for the Beis HaMikdash, now it's designated for communal purposes. If I use old money old hectish money, I have not transgressed me'ila, because it's no longer carrying the same status. Yeah. Okay? Makes sense. That's Rabbi Yehuda. Rebeir says, Any sort of shkalim, even new or old, is a transgression of me'ila. Rebeir says, Me'ila also applies to the leftovers from the treasury. Why? Why don't we say, Once it's extra money, once it's a surplus, and it's set aside for communal needs, it's allowed to be used for people. Terror is not given to angels. So how are we going to use them for communal purposes? And now people can benefit from those communal purposes. Let's say the city, the, the wall of the city. And a watchtower of that wall. The guard gate, yeah? You know who supported that? You know how they would fix up the walls of Yerushalayim? With the surplus of whatever the base of didn't need. Now let me ask you a question. Pause for a minute. You live in Jerusalem, Michael. You live in Jerusalem. Do you benefit from the walls being fixed? Certainly. Well, one second. If the extra money, if the old money is being used for the walls and you're not allowed to benefit from it, you're transgressing every minute you live in Jerusalem because you're benefiting from the leftover money. Says the Gemara, come on. Of course that's not the halacha. It's got to be that the old money you're allowed to benefit from. Because the needs that they used it for were beneficial needs to regular people. The Tanah, we learned in the mission of Chaim Asir the walls of a city and the Migdal, the towers, anything the city needed, came from the surplus of the Beis HaMikdash treasury. So there shouldn't be Me'ila on those funds, says Gemara, light Tamar of Meir. Don't say this opinion of Rameir, Ella Ema Reb Yehuda. Reb Yehuda is the one who says there is Me'ila, but Rameir holds that there is not Me'ila. Okay? Tashma, come and listen to him. If you have stones of the wall of Yerushalayim that broke off, you're not allowed to personally benefit from the walls of Yerushalayim. Very interesting. Divrei Reb Yehuda is the Reb Yehuda. Now notice this. While the stone was connected to the wall, I benefited from that stone. Yeah. And it was no problem. Once the stone separated from the wall, I'm no longer allowed to benefit. Okay? Now, you see from over here, there is me'ila, even at a time where you're no longer benefiting from it. It says, Gemara, like Tamar of Meir, Ela Ema, Rabbi Yehuda. Again, it's not the opinion of Rabbi Meir, it's the Rabbi Yehuda. It says, Gemara, it's not possible. Eid, Rabbi Yehuda... If that's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, again, the Rabbi Yehuda is one who says that a stone of, of the wall of Yerushalayim breaks off. It's a transgression to use it. 
Yishlaim Yimakadsha. Since when do the walls of Yishlaim have holiness? But if somebody says Ki'imra, you want to designate something as holy, and you say this box of cereal is like a sheep, Kedirim, or it's like a corral, Ke'etzim, it's like this wood, referring to the wood on the Mizbech. Ke'ishim, like the fires, Ke'hechal, like the Hechal itself, Ke'mizbech, like the Mizbech, Yerushalayim, like Yerushalayim. If you ever say something like that about an item or an object, that object becomes holy. If I say this object is like Yerushalayim, that becomes holy. This object is like the, the Mizbeach, it becomes holy. Rebuda says, If somebody says this item is holy like Yerushalayim, he hasn't said anything, which means Yerushalayim itself does not carry intrinsic holiness. You're going to say that Yerushalayim itself does, but he didn't say here like Yerushalayim, he just said it's Yerushalayim. You have to use an expression of something that's carved this time. You have to use an expression of something that's offered in Yerushalayim. Answers the Gemara. It's not a contradiction of Yehuda because Rabbi Yehuda had different Talmidim, different students, and it's just a machlekes over what Rabbi Yehuda held as to the status of Yerushalayim, whether it carries a status of Hektish or not. Okay. If he used Hektish on purpose, it is Me'ila, and you lose its Kedusha. It does not lose its status of Kedusha. However, by a carbon, even if it's done unintentionally, it loses its status of holiness. Says the One second. If I take an animal that's set aside to be a sacrifice and I use it for my personal benefit, if it loses its status of holiness now that I set it aside, why is it called me'ila? Ella, right? It's not hectic. Ella, rather, Kiyasa Ravan, when Ravan came, he said, He said in the name of Rav time that it loses status of holiness is when it comes to eating. If I eat something by mistake, that causes that item, now that it's gone from the world, it causes it to, uh, as I'm eating it, to lose its Kedusha. But in other areas, if you do it by mistake, it doesn't lose its Kedusha. Okay. Now the Gemara is going to give us the ruling over here. What is the Halacha? Omar of Nachman. Omar of Adabarab. Rav Nachman says in the name of Ravada Bar Abba, Halachir of Meir Bamay, Halachir of Meir Bamay, Sir Hayo Vasasim Latonic of Ose, Halachir of Yudu Behektish, Halachir of Yudu becomes Nakdish Hayo Vasasim Latonic of Ose. Since we have a Stam Brysa like him. So we pass like Rav Meir by Meiser and Rav Yehuda by Hektish. Now let's explain what that means. What's the Halachas? The Gemara says, Kir of Meir Bamayser Mahi. What do we mean? Where do you find the Mishnah explicitly like Rav Meir by the Halachas of a man marrying a woman, Meiser Shani? The time we learned in the Mishnah, Karim Ravai. If you have the fourth year fruit, which we know you're allowed to eat, but but it has kedusha, you eat in your shlaim. B'shamay omrim ain leichaimish. When you redeem the kedusha, you don't have to add on a fifth. Ain beer. There's also no specific time where you need to be mavarit. You need to get rid of it. Um, there's other times, like by meiser, you have to get rid of it at certain points. At certain points in your day, you need to get rid of it. Okay, uh, at certain points of the year, you need to get rid of it. B'shamay omrim yeshlei peret yeshlei eulis. It has halachas of peret and aylis. These are grapes that never fully, uh, fully grew. 
So um, even the Aniyam, the poor people who take these uh, Karim Ravai, the fruits of the fourth year, they need to deal with it with holiness. My time with the Basil, what is the reason for Basil? Gamri Kadish Kadish Bamaisi learns how Kadish Kadish Bamaisi, Mamaisi, Yishtachemish, Yishtabir. Because by Maiser, you have to add a fifth on when you redeem it. And there's a Allah of beer, you got to get rid of it at a certain point. Avkarim Ravai, Yishtachemish, Yishtabir. Bishamai Gamri Kadish Kadish Bamaiser. Basil, I mean, Kimaiser. It says Gamara Basil says that uh, even though I'm not taking on Hilkas Maiser Shani, I still hold that in some ways it is correct to the laws of Maiser. Command Sphere Luhu. Who are they holding like Ikrabuda? If they're like Rabuda, Maikula, Lagas, why do they say that uh, you don't need to leave anything over to the poor? It's yours. Whenever something's yours, you need to leave over to the poor. Uh, Omar, Maiser, Mum, and Hedyatu. Rabuda says that Maiser, Maiser Shani, is Maiser Hedyat. And therefore, if uh, Karim Ravai is similar to Maiser Shani, it should be, it should be uh, the owners. And he's obligated in parent nightless. He's obligated to give to the poor. Rather, it must be Basil holds like Rav Meir, who holds again that Maiser Shani belongs to Rabbi Shlalem. And therefore, over here as well, if it belongs to Kodesh Baruch, there's no Chiv of Peret and Eilis. So you see from over here the Mishnah following Shitas, Rabbi Meir, the opinion of Rav Meir. Where do you find the Mishnah? Or like Rabbi Yehuda, the time we learned to the Mishnah, Shilach Biat Bikeach. If. Uh, if a, the, the treasurer of the Beis HaMikdash sent money in the hands of a smart person, okay? So the Beis HaMikdash had to, it was, a, it was an enterprise. If the treasurer of the Beis HaMikdash sends you, Michael, he gives you $100 from the treasury. He says, here's 100 shekel from the treasury. You're like, what am I supposed to do with this? He says, listen, go to the Makolet. We need more things for the Beis HaMikdash. We need new knives. We need new spoons. It is. Go buy it. So now you're going to be sent as a messenger for the base Hamikdash to the store with Hektish's money. Okay. So now you're holding holy money with the with the understanding that it's going to be for the purpose of the base Hamikdash. The Nizkar and then the treasurer of the base Hamikdash realizes. Ready. That the money he gave you had to be used for a carbon. And you really were not allowed to use it to just go buy spoons and knives in the supermarket. It's going to come out. The storekeeper is going to be Mayo Behektish when he ends up spending that money. But didn't, don't we learn about Rebut about Tanam? We learned in the Mishnah. When somebody redeems his own Maiser Shani, Maiser Belov Chamishisa, you have to add on a fifth in value. Bein Mishlai, Bein Shnitin Leiv Matana. Money, who's the author? Ilim or Mayor, he, me, Matziyav Leiv Matana. Can he give Maiser Shani as a gift? Amar Maiser, Maman Gavayahu. Rev Mayor says it's impossible to give a gift because I can't give you somebody else's stuff with a gift. And according to Rev Mayor, it's Akadish Baruch because you can never give Maiser as a gift. A lot of Rebut has got to be that this Tom Mish is found in the pit of Rebuta, says Gemara, not necessarily. He gave it to him before the Miser was separated. He thought that when you give Miser, which is not yet separated, so we don't consider it as if it's separated, and therefore all separated by himself, and the whole thing should be valid. Toshma, come and listen. If somebody redeems his own fourth year Netaravite, uh, you should add on a fifth, like Miser, Money. 
He can't be a Rav Meir. Either Rav Meir means Matziyovle. He can't give it to him because it's a Kaddish Baruchus. It's got to be that this wrong the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. It says Gemara again, not necessarily La'ilam Rabbi Meir Vachamayaskinon. What are we dealing with? Going to smother. He gave the netter avoy when it was still in its budding uh, stages. Okay, when it's in its budding stages, it doesn't yet have the kedusha of netter avoy. Rebbeisi holds that even in the early stages it already has kedusha. So obviously we're not following that opinion. Otherwise. The Mishnah wouldn't stem with Rav Meir. Tashma, come and listen. If somebody um, took enough Meisr Sheni produce when it was worth a sella, but you didn't uh, pay for it until it went up in value. So this is a very interesting case. Let's pause for a minute. Let's talk. I want to clarify what's happening here. Michael, you ready? Meisr Sheni. What's my shashini? I take 10%. I take 10%. I keep it for myself, my shashini. But the Allah is, I need to go to Yerushalayim and eat it. So I tithe, my shashini, the first tithing goes to the Levi. My shashini, the second tithing, I keep, but I need to go to Yerushalayim to eat it. It has to be eaten inside the walls of Yerushalayim. Now listen to this. I live in Tiberia. I can't schlep all my produce to Yerushalayim. Or I could, it's just hard. It could be rotten by the huh? It could be rotten by the That's right. So what do I do? Allah is like this. You know what you're able to do? You, say, you look at your produce and you say, how much value is here? It's $100? I'm going to set aside $100. Remo- remove the holiness from the produce. Place it onto the money. Now this produce could be eaten in Tveria. I don't need to schlep it to Yerushalayim. I'll take the money that's holy to Yerushalayim and buy fresh produce there and eat it there. So all I need to schlep now is my coins. Yeah. Easy peasy? Yeah. Now here's where, here's where it gets not easy peasy. So here you go. What happens? What's Allah in the following case? I'm living in Tveria, I have produce. It's my Sushani, it has to go where to? Jerusalem. I'm like, okay, I'm going to redeem it. By the time I redeemed it, it was $100. What happens if at the time that I redeemed it, I'm like, uh, okay. All of a sudden, the market on produce, on grain, went up and doubled. So at the time that I set it aside as my Sershini, it was valued at $100. But at the time that I want to redeem it, it's now worth $200. Do, am I obligated to set aside $200 to take Yerushalayim? Or can I keep it at $100? Well, it depends if he he put the money aside when it was at $100. And if he waited until I Well, I put the produce aside when it was $100. Yeah. But I'm not redeeming it until it was worth $200. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. So do I look at the time of Miser or do I look at the time of redemption? Miser. Miser. Just saying it would still be $100. Yeah. Okay, let's see. So again, Tashma, come and listen. Let's see what Allah is in such a case. 
If a person was going to buy my sheshini when it was worth $100. You haven't paid for it yet. Now it's worth $200. The Allah is, like Michael said, You can um, redeem it for $100. And the my sheshini is now yours. As soon as it's, it's his money. Who's, who agrees with that? Why should the purchaser gain the value? He gives the money and then it becomes his. Only when you, when you uh, pay for it, it becomes yours. But since my Sashani, according to the mayor, belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you can't do a Kinyi Meshicha, so it's not included in this, these parameters. The Mishnah has to be like Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that my Sashani is not, it, it's your personal property. This is where not necessarily Lailam Rabbi Yehuda Vahacha Schad Stama Vahacha Trey Stami. Yeah, um, there's one Mishnah like Rabbi Yehuda and two Mishnayas like Remeir. In other words, not every plain Mishnah is following the same opinion. Bistama Davka Mila Chad Stama Mali Trey Stami. He says you want to find. So I have one Mishnah like Rabbi Yehuda, two Mishnayas like Remeir. Beseder. No. So what's bothering everybody? Amar Rachmar Yisroch Rachmar Yisroch says Halacha Ker Remeir Hayol Tanan BeBechirasa Kavase. He says, I'll tell you why it's important to know this. I have one Mishnah following Rabbi Yehuda. Two Mishnahiyas playing Mishnah following the mayor. You know why I need to know that? Because the best Mishnah, which is in, uh, as Rashi explains, there's an idiot, is following the opinion of Rabbi, uh, is following the opinion of Rabbi Meir, and therefore the halacha is like, uh, their halacha is like Rabbi Meir. Um, okay, perfect stopping point. We'll hold it here. We're still going on with the Machlaikas again. What are we leaving off with? We have Machlaikas, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Huda says, when you have Meiser, Meiser Shani, you own it. You just have to use it with holy parameters. According to Rabbi Meir, the Rabbi Shalom owns it. If the Rabbi Shalom owns it, there's a lot of limitations on what you could do as far as redeeming it, and as far as giving it as gifts and things of that sort. At this stage, the Gemara, at least the Gemara wants to paskin like Rabbi Meir. When I set aside Meiser Shani, I eat it in Yerushalayim. But who owns it? HaKadosh Baruch. HaKadosh Baruch who owns it. Okay, we'll pick up Bez from here tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos and Yom Tiv. Daf Yaimi for Shabbos will be given between Mincha Mariv tomorrow night, Bez Hashem, before Hakafis, before Simchas Tere. And Sunday's Daf, we will do Matzah Yom Tiv. Okay, we'll do Matzah Yom Tiv. This way the Chevron Zoom can join us. Zagibench.